This is a Rooster Teeth production. everyone and welcome to another episode of annual passes is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park attractions snacks food rides you name it anything inside of a theme park we're going to talk about it i am your host jack patillo and of course joining me as always is my beautiful talented and did i mention beautiful co-host Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Jack. How are you? Can I say you look beautiful as well today? Oh, thank you. I, I, I've been running like crazy, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. My, my legs are sore. I went running this morning, as a matter of fact. I did 6K this morning. You did 6K this morning? Yeah. What time did you get up to run? 6.30. Wow, dude. So I got up at 6.30. I finally rolled out of my house about 7 a.m. because my dog was freaking out and then went and ran Town Lake. So we have a beautiful, beautiful running path around Town Lake. Yeah, we did. I'm training for the Disney Marathon in January. And so today, as a matter of fact, I tried a new technique because two months out at this point from uh, running the marathon, it's January 9th. So if you're in the Florida area, January 9th, feel free to come by and yell at me as I'm running around the parks. <laughs> I tried a new technique. So a marathon, do you know how many K is a marathon? How many kilometers in a marathon, Jeff? Uh, 26.2 miles, mm-hmm. right? So that would be approximately 40K, 38K, Almost nailed. 42K. 42K. 42K okay. is a marathon. Rough. I think give or take a few okay. K. Or like, you know, a decimals. few point Ks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm trying this new technique because I, I started doing, oh, also we have a great episode of Annual Pass planned today, but oh, yeah. as an we'll aside, get there. we'll get there. I've been doing longer and longer runs because part of my training is, you know, I do about a 5K, so I run three-ish miles every other day. And then every other week I do a long run where I like, I start adding more and more. And so I've done two half marathons at this point now where I just went out and I'm like, all right, I'm going to run. So I did 13. I did uh, over, it was like 21K, like 21 and a half K is, mm-hmm. is roughly a half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I did like 21.3 and then 22K over, you know, the past month or so. And um, I noticed that like I start strong, like this last half marathon I did, I ran 7K before I like slowed down. The idea was like, you know, warm up, do a 7K and then like walk about a K and then do seven more and then walk and then yeah. kind of go back and forth. I ended up getting wrecked by the end of it. Like I pretty much had to walk the last three miles of it just because my legs, it was, they were done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm two months. Isn't that far away from when I needed to be able to do this. So I've been researching different kinds of techniques Ice baths and stuff. You got to take. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely get in baths and just yeah. chill out afterwards. But what I've been looking into is people basically do uh, kind of like on-off style running where you run for a bit and then you walk for a bit, run for a bit, walk for a bit, and let your body get used to it and be able to like never get too overheated. So I'm now trying a run two kilometers, walk a kilometer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's my new technique. So I'm okay. trying that. So I, I did it for the first time this morning. It went pretty well. Good. Like after it was over, I didn't feel really like super exhausted or anything. I'm like, okay, so if I do that, run two, walk one, I've got to do that 14 times in, okay. order, in order to hit 42 and so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it a shot. So I think this weekend I'm going to try doing like 12K and see how that feels. Like do that four times and see if I'm feeling pretty good afterwards. So we'll see. Anyway, right, well. I, I'm, I'm learning stuff. I'm trying different things. Like, But I, I want to be able to finish the marathon and not be dead afterwards. So that that's my goal. Yeah, I would like you to live long enough to continue this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of the podcast, thank you very much, everyone who's listening to the podcast. We love you very, very much. The Passholder community is absolutely incredible. And don't forget, please spread the word. Let your friends know about Annual Pass. The way these podcasts grow is by people telling other people about it. So get, them, get on Twitter, get on wherever your social medias are, all the TikToks and the Facebooks, if it's still called Facebook at this point, is let your friends know about Annual Pass. That means the world to me when you guys spread the love of it. And also, we have a YouTube channel coming very soon, or maybe out at this point. We're, we're all over the place recording. So yeah, YouTube.com yeah. slash Annual Pass. You can subscribe right now if you want. We have almost 1,000 subs over on that channel with no content on it as of right now. Just imagine what happens when we put some content on it. Oh my gosh, it's going to be crazy. So anyway, we got a fun episode planned for you today. So we're doing another interview episode, Jeff. We've got a really, really cool guest on today, a gentleman by the name of Swoozy. Oh, uh, yeah. You've heard of Swoozy before? The Swooz. He's been around for a long time on YouTube, kind of a classic YouTuber. He interviewed Barack Obama when he was in office, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, anyway, he's a guy who's been on YouTube for a while. I had no intentions of, of, I had no, like, no, like, oh, this guy's a YouTuber. I should reach out to him. But we did the episode on uh, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. And after we posted it, everyone's like, oh, hey, by the way, Swoozy used to work there. And I was like, what? Okay. I guess I should check out his YouTube channel. 
He's got a YouTube channel where it's confessions of a former Disney cast member. Mm-hmm. It's really funny videos. So he's got a few of them up there, and uh, you should absolutely check those out. They're really, really funny. And he worked at Indy. And so I was like, okay. And he worked real nearby where I work. So I was like, all right. So I wrote to it. Like a bunch of people tagged us both on Twitter. And so I just kind of wrote to him, like, yeah, it'd be great to talk to him. And then he responded. He's like, sounds cool. So we DM'd, and it's like, let's set this up. And so today we are doing an interview with Swoozie which I'm, I'm really pumped for. Absolutely. If you like this idea, I, I really like doing interviews. I like getting you know insight into people's experiences with this kind of stuff. If you like this, let us know. I mean, we've done, we, you know, we talked with Scott Porter. We talked with Jim Schell. We recently recorded an episode where we talked with Greg Hall, who's the uh, creative director over at Universal Orlando. We got that coming out pretty soon. And I like those styles of episodes. So if you like that too, let us know in the comments over on Rooster Teeth and uh, we'll try to do more because I'm all about talking to people and seeing, you know, other people's perspectives on theme parks, especially, and especially how they work and the insides of it stuff. So anyway, without further ado, Jeff, you ready to talk to Swoozy? I'm ready to talk to Swoozy. Let's do it. All right. So if you want to check him out, YouTube.com slash Swoozy, it's S-W-O-O-Z-I-E. Let's go ahead and talk with Swoozy. Hey, Swoozy, how you doing, man? It's me, Cutie Pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I'm, I'm Swoozy today. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting character. Switch your What's hat, up, yeah. man? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, so I did a, we did, we did an episode of Annual Pass not too long ago about the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. And mm-hmm. I just mentioned that on Twitter and everyone lost their mind and said, you got to talk to Swoozy. You got to talk to nice. Swoozy. And I was like, okay. I've had so many stories from just this place. And it's funny because I didn't want to work there. But <laughs> it got to the point to where anytime they would like schedule me anywhere else, I'd get mad. I'm like, oh, really? Am I not an epic? Yeah, we called it epic. Oh, yeah. But yeah, every time they schedule me somewhere else, I was like, dang it, I'm not an epic. It, it literally, the volume was turned down so much. And I'm sure you guys have heard they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of rumors and whatnot. We'll see if it actually happens. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a people eater. That's the thing. You know, it's it, 2,000 people at a time. So, oh, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. I got a year of my belt at Disney MGM Studios. I worked over at Movie Ride and I did Backlot Tour. I did Water Tank and Backlot Tour back in 2002 and 2005. So, uh, I was there during some of the good times. I was in Area 4. So, I, I was I was in that general area. I, I know where you're at. Impressive, though, that you still know because I don't know much about, you know, a great <laughs> movie ride, but you know our capacity. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. But, well, I mean, I know when the Galaxy's Edge stuff was coming in. I think they announced like, and we're getting rid of Indiana Jones and everybody lost it. Yeah. So I think they might use COVID. Like, remember this conversation, guys. <laughs> they might use COVID because it hasn't reopened since over a year now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I know there was a whole like argument with like the actors and stuff as well. And that's there's a lot more that goes into it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was one of the I don't want to say rambunctious <laughs> cast members there. Yeah. But I noticed a clear, distinctive treatment difference like the actors and the people you know pushing the buttons by the computer they would get far different treatment than us and we all work in symphony together to make this happen yeah so i don't know if you ever saw their break rooms but they're like much better than the break rooms that <laughs> we had so i would just go chill in their break room man i mean they, they never they at a certain point they were just like we got to get rid of this kid because <laughs> me chilling in the break room was too disruptive you know like, i'm not even drinking your water i'm just here chilling on this nice couch you know oh yeah yeah movie ride we actually we had this tiny little like maybe 10 by 5 foot break room that everyone was crammed into but we had um, you know we were in the chinese theater and the second floor of that was a character break room so you know oof. characters are your, your costume characters so your baloo and you know king louie would come out and roll around and stuff but then they would mm-hmm. go hang out there and it was air because those suits were so hot they had couches and tvs yeah. and we're eating like you know these little chili dogs and like the vending machine that you were, were the garbage. second class citizens of yeah. yeah yeah so it's nice to hear it wasn't just us it was you guys were getting a little uh you know second class citizen type stuff too i would even go bounce on the trampoline just to be extra facetious <laughs> Did they let you do that? They didn't let me, but they didn't stop me either. <laughs> <laughs> they would give me the side eye, like, what does this kid think he's doing? So it's just like, I see the, the tumblers, they're all there. They're yeah. bouncing around, practicing on the trampoline. My, my parents were poor. They never bought me a trampoline. So <laughs> guess what I'm doing on my break? I'm chilling in their break room, and I'm jumping on their trampoline. So... <laughs> Well, no. So when you when you work there, I mean, obviously there's like the cast members and you know in the front of house who are working the you know packing the crowds and everything, trying to get everyone uh-huh. in and not not standing in the exit rows, and then you had the the performers who was like everyone sort of on the line, you know, running the thing. How much did you interact on a daily basis, or was it very kind of like they had their stuff and you had yours and you were just sneaking into it? Uh, interaction besides me in their break room, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like official interaction, I guess. With the actual actors, very little. Okay. There's that one host 
every now and then we would say some words with them depending on where you were at because there was the second exit and they would bring in the crowd members that they pick. You know, they have the little, oh, we pick you, we pick you, we pick you. Yeah. When they get changed off and they come back in, they park at the second exit. So sometimes we'd have a little bit of dialogue. My thing was, bro, I just didn't like being disrespected. I like everybody <laughs> getting treated the same way. So little snide comments like, for example, I'd go to wardrobe and, you know, it gets cold sometimes. Yeah. And we have to sit out there all day. So when I have my gloves on and I'm in Orlando, you know, they'd make little comments like, look at this guy. He's wearing gloves in Orlando. I'm like, listen, I don't have a warm fireplace to go back to in my break room, lady. So I mean, <laughs> little things like that yeah. as far as exchanges that would happen. But um, yeah, very little communication as far as, you know, that whole thing goes with the entertainment side versus just the packers of the house side. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a, a hierarchy then. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. too bad. I don't think it's on purpose either. It's just like, it just kind of happens. It's like high school, you know? Yeah. It's like you have the captain of the cheerleader squad, the quarterbacks, and then you have the nerds. Like, I was, no matter where I went, I'm in the nerds section. Like, I think that's <laughs> just in my, I mean, even my YouTube. If you look at my YouTube right now, like, I'm still in the nerds section on YouTube, which I'm totally okay with because nerds are my people. But it, wherever I go in life, it's always just like, oh, you're in the nerd crowd. So, but nerds are taking over now. So, I'm totally yeah. okay with that. We won. It took us a long time, but we won. The, the nerds are exactly. here. Exactly. We're doing a exactly. podcast about theme parks. Come on now. Well, I have a question for you guys, real quick. So, what are your thoughts on, because I did a video about this like a year and a half ago, about the war that's going on with just Universal and Disney. Because, I mean, if you think about you guys have always, I mean, obviously been to Islands of Adventure. Yes. And, you know, right, okay. So, when Disney bought Marvel, uh -huh. to me, that was a blatant take this, you know, because <laughs> they have a whole Marvel Island at Universal. Yeah, yeah. We've actually talked about it. Like, there's a whole legal sort of contract right now where Universal has rights to all the Marvel or certain Marvel characters east of the Mississippi. They have rights to, I think, the Avengers and Spider-Man and X-Men. Up until a certain year, right? I think so. I'm not sure. I think it's maybe like 2025 but or only something. only east of the Mississippi. Only east of the Mississippi. That's why, like, Avengers Campus is open over on Disney's California Adventure. But that's mm -hmm. also why they're doing, like, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff at Epcot. Because it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we can do Guardians because they don't fit into the Avengers or the X-Men right, or right, Spider-Man. Right. So it's interesting. And I'm very curious, you know. Universal Beijing just opened, and they have the Hulk coaster over there, but it's Transformers. It's literally the exact same coaster, oh. but it's Transformers. So I'm like, are they going to retheme this island? Is it a thing? Like right now, Doctor Doom's Fearfall is currently like under weird reconstruction. No one's really sure what's going on. But they also just refurb Spider-Man. So it's like, who knows what's going to happen with it? So right, right, and then same thing too. They bought you know a lot of Fox. Yeah. So now even things like Simpsons is like Disney's coming in for that. It's almost like they're just surrounding and engulfing their competitions. <laughs> so granted, it's they're literally playing a game of Monopoly is what it yeah. feels like from just the outsider's perspective going in. So I wasn't sure what you guys' thoughts were on that. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like I grew up as a Disney kid. Like we would go when I was Same. younger. And so, you know, as, as a Disney kid, I, I love Magic Kingdom and, you know, an Animal Kingdom mm -hmm. open up. And I mean, obviously, studios is my, my home. But then as I've gotten older, I've kind of watched Universal, like starting with like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is like, OK, they're getting into the steaming stuff. And now it's like the more and more stuff Universal's putting out. It's like, oh, oh, man, these guys are on it. They're on top of it. And then you see how Disney's kind of like nickel and diming you. It's like they, any way they can make money, they're going to make that money. Yeah, and it yeah. feels a little less magical, you know, even like uh, Black Spire Outpost and all the Star Wars stuff. It's like everywhere you look, there's a price tag on something like you can buy anything mm -hmm. there. But it's like. I just want kind of the theming. I want the magic of it. I want the experience of it. I love watching you guys get deep on this. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they're charging $3.50 for masks now. I went to Epcot last oof. week, and it was $3 for a mask. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So, Swoozy, so Jeff is a relatively new theme park guy. He went to Disneyland just before the pandemic hit and oh, kind nice. of, like, fell in love with that. And so I, mm -hmm. I pitched an idea of, like, doing a theme park podcast. He's like, dude, I would love to be the everyman for us. So nice. I apologize for his lack of knowledge. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, but, I'm a <laughs> But a 46-year-old babe in the woods when it comes to theme Oh, parks. my goodness. No, that's, that's right. It's fine. It's all love here, so it doesn't matter what stage of development you're at. Like, if there's <laughs> any interest whatsoever, that's cool. I, I honestly have fun when I – like, when I, I'm 50-50 East Coast, West Coast right now. But whenever I'm in Florida, I have so much fun watching people – and you guys can chime in here. Yeah. The badges of honor – on their pass holders on the back of their car. Have you guys seen oh, yeah. some of these oh, crazy yeah. situations? Mine are all in my fridge because I, I have annual passes at Disney <laughs> and Universal. And so I love it, but I'm not going to throw an annual pass holder on the back of my car driving around Austin. It just looks a little <laughs> bit weird. 
People are like, what's that D mean? Like, all right. So. Right. I see like literally like 15 stickers on the back of some people's cars. And I'm just like, that person is no joke. Like that's the real <laughs> deal right there. Not this newfound, oh, they just bought Star Wars and I love Pixar. Like, no, that person right there for the last 15 years has been on it. So yeah. don't mess with them kind of thing. My thing is like the people who cosplay at theme parks. Like that's a little oh. bit much, you know? <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's weird now because like, you see like people wearing the, like, the robes at Universe, like the Harry Potter robes, and now people are wearing uh-huh. Star Wars stuff. Like they're selling the costumes in the park, but at the same time, they're also like, by the way, don't dress up when you're in the parks. And it's like, wait, uh, wait what? So, I think it's 11 and under or something like that. You have to be like that age yeah. in order to, to dress up. Yeah. You're not supposed to, like basically they say. They don't want you to be confused as cast. I exactly. Guess? Okay. So they, they don't want I you, they don't want you to a point where you're, you're so so convincing that people think you work there. You can't dress up like Ray from Star Wars and then think, you know, like just walk around like that and people, kids coming up to you taking photos. Like they don't want that. They want their Ray, their yeah, official yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. With the photo pass that you can get for a hundred bucks. Well, the Disney bounding, I thought is very interesting how people have, you know, made bounding a thing. Bounding. What is that? Oh, you guys haven't heard of this? No. Explain nice. bounding to us. All right. All right. I didn't think I was going to bring much to the table as far as stuff that you guys. Okay. So. Disney bounding is almost essentially like you are inspired. So you're throwing out a guess what I'm doing, and then you see it, and then, oh, I get it. For example, if a girl walks in with a yellow bow in her hair and a black shirt and a red dress with white polka dots, she's bounding as, can you guess? Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Nailed it. So when you go now, you'll see girls bounding as Princess Jasmine where they just do the color blocking from head to toe. They'll do her blue or they'll do her slave Jasmine. So now it's a game that people play when they dress up because, you know, they're trying to find a way around. They love to dress up and do the whole cosplay thing. Now you can even look it up. Disney bounding. They'll go to the parks inspired by a character. Huh. That's actually kind of like deconstructed cosplay. Yeah. 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 It's exactly what it is. I mean, these guys, you, I mean, we're a special bunch. It takes (laughs) a special kind of special to get me. Cause think about it, even to become an employee there, to be a cast member. When I got hired, all my friends went and applied because I was coming back with stories every day. And my friends were just (laughs) like, I got to get a job there. Not one of them got hired. I mean, maybe 15, 20 of my friends went and applied after I applied. None of them got hired. Man, what's wrong with your friends? It's that that personality test, which I've heard has changed a lot over the years. Like, you know, in my most recent video, I talk about, you know, do it on the phone, then you got to walk in and da 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 da. Now it's like, multiple choice on the computer <laughs> and you you know by the end of the test whether you're hired or not and i'm oh, like wow. that seems so not personal at all yeah 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 but that's where we're at yeah and i know when i worked at studio so i did the college program back in 2002 and 2005 so hey chatham okay. square so you talking about vista way in one of your more recent videos mm-hmm. gotta, gotta love mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but i remember when i got in so it was assigned operations at disney mgm studios which that means okay. operations as attractions basically you're working at a ride mm-hmm. somewhere and so mm-hmm. i was excited for that because i love great movie ride and i was like i want to work great movie ride i want to work great movie ride and i actually they gave me a phone number to call to talk to someone who then cast me at an attraction and so, like, literally, I don't know if she was just all day sitting there talking to, like, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds from college being like, mm-hmm. okay, you idiot, you, you're going to fit over at Star Tours. <laughs> but for me, like, I came on and I was, like, as personable as I could be. And I was like, I love, you know, I love working with guests. I've always wanted to, like, perform. I think Great Movie Ride would be great. I love the idea of, like, a guided tour. Like, a huge fan of Jungle mm-hmm. Cruise and the Backlot Tour. But I think Great Movie Ride would be it for me. And then, like, she started, like, asking questions, stuff, trying to, like, feel me out. And then one of the questions she asked was, like, are you afraid of snakes? And I was like. Uh, does that mean like if I said yes, then I wouldn't be able to work at Movie Ride? She goes, maybe, maybe I just have. I'm like, no, of course I'm not afraid of snakes. She goes, okay, and then she's like, all right, I think we have a position open for you at a, a great Movie Ride. Little like, did oh, you, little did you know, before she ever picked up the phone to talk to you, she had already assigned you great movie. Ride. <laughs> I just got super. You were lucky. just a name on a list, dude. I she was like, oh, that's a happy accident. Okay, I was so happy because I did Great Movie Ride, which is you talking to 70 people for 22 minutes at a time, over and over and over mm-hmm. again, which I love. Mm-hmm. Which it's your idea of heaven. I loved it. And then after that, I did the backlot tour. I did the water tank of the backlot tour, which was a blast because for me, like I love performing. And so the tank, the water tank portions, the backlot tour when I worked there was split into two portions. The the water tank where they showed you how they did special water effects and then the actual tram tour where they took you around through like a catastrophe canyon was still there when I was there. But now then it went through and just kind of showed you off some stuff. But at the water tank, I did shows for five people literally five people and I did shows for 500 people 
where wow. just depending on the park, and it was like, and I gave the same show every single time because I you loved gave that it. five person performance every time, Absolutely. no matter how many people were there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast, and I think like Swoozy, like, hearing you talk about working there, it seems like you were really into the idea of working at Disney, and I see so many cast members back then that were really excited and like. I knew as a kid going there, so much of your trip and so much of your experience was based on the people you, you ran into. And so if you ran into like an enthusiastic cast member, it was like, oh, it would really make your day and make everything a lot of fun and really cool. Right. But if yep. you ran into some like you know, these grumpy people who had been working there for 30 years and they were just retired and didn't mm-hmm. give a crap, it was like you could ruin a day. It was so, so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Like when, it, when I worked with the Karens, like they were the <laughs> more, like, they were literally like, the Nazis, but when it came to guest interaction, they never really went out of their way. They would go out of their way to, you know, make you look bad as a coworker, but they would never like, you know, go above and beyond yeah. you know, guest expectations. And it was always like the 30 plus year old people working in attractions who were just the grumpiest. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, you could be having so much fun here. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, there were some guys, like I worked with a guy, Steven, who would lay down in color with the guests and stuff. You know, that kind of stuff is great. Like that's, I'm sure a lot of kids to this day probably still remember coloring Quasimodo yeah. with Steven. But at the same time, too, it's just like there's so much room for creativity and just making a guest experience like five stars. Yeah. But yeah. I, and honestly, nowadays, when I go back to the parks, I see a lot of employees that really get it. Like they're more chill. But they also get it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like back in the day they didn't. I wonder if that's like a thing where it's like we have this generation of kids who grew up going to these parks that are mm-hmm. now working there. Like, you know, you have these right. kids who and they're like they're, you know, maybe late teens, early twenties now that, you know, back mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, this was their escape. And so right. I wonder if it's like a generational thing where there's like a hump, like every twenty years it kind of like refreshes where you get like a good group and then the next ten years it's like a bad group. <laughs> like they get burnt out and then get replaced by the younger kids. I wonder how that I mean Magic Kingdom has been around for 50 years now. You got to you got to figure right. that's kind of a thing. I honestly I wanted to be CP college program so badly because at the time that I was there, part-time was frowned upon really like heavily. Oh, heavily, man. So it was just like whenever I would, you know, go back to the parks cuz I honestly didn't go back for a very long time, especially after I made my first Disney Confessions video cuz I figured I would just like <laughs> get arrested on site. Like I was just like, okay, technically what I did was against company policy. And I'm pretty sure enough people have seen this to where if I showed up, I could probably get in trouble for it. But yeah. let me just cool it for a little bit. So it took me a while to finally show my face back there again. And when I like took a step on the property and nothing happened, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I started actually <laughs> meeting cool cast members. It was just like, wow. So I really wish that I would have had a, a situation where you know part-timers weren't looked down upon. But I hear now that that's not the case. Like everybody, part-time, CP, full-time, everybody kind of just – holds hand and does their thing if you're not a, a butthole because there are some <laughs> buttholes to, and that's the thing too when you have a job where you're supposed to smile eight hours a day and everything is roses and candy you're gonna attract a certain kind of certain person you know yeah yeah so every now and then you're going to attract a weirdo in that mix <laughs> and it's some of the stories i hear man and that's the thing too all i wanted was to make friends when i worked at disney and that was almost impossible because once the manager when you worked there were managers rotating in great movie ride or no we had some from like area four that would kind of move around but for the most part we had like two or three they're always kind of there you know okay okay we had about four but every week they would rotate so oh, wow. it was kind of just like all right so it's varies from the ones who really hate me to who don't like me that much kind of thing. <laughs> i remember one time I, don't, I haven't mentioned this in any of the videos yet so y'all getting a little bit exclusive on this oh, one okay i remember the first time they started clowning me was i was in my break room and i was chilling i untucked my shirt and i was just there like oh my god this is gonna be such a long day it was one of those situations yeah, right yeah. And i'm there looking at the ceiling and the manager walks in and he was like what are you doing i'm like what do you mean what am i doing he's like tuck your shirt in why aren't you smiling this is not how you're supposed to be backstage. And I'm like, what? Exactly. So I was just like, oh, okay. So I'm here tucking in my shirt and smiling for like the next six months before I realized he was just trolling me. <laughs> so like, this is the kind of treatment. So literally I'm walking backstage like <laughs> smiling with nobody around me. So it's just like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that they would like tease me or troll me to where it was Everything added up to me just, you know, when they self-term and yeah, people yeah. just go crazy. It was a lot of that kind of stuff that led up to me, you know, sneaking into conventions, which let me pause again because I love hearing stories about people who have done crazy stuff <laughs> while at the mouse house. So have you guys done anything that, you know, we may or may not know about 
that would be grounds for termination that you did while you were there? The only thing I did when I was there that was a little kind of like, eh, and I mean, it really, I I don't think anyone got too bad about it was, I don't know if you, it, were there bikes there when you were there? Like, did they have the backstage bikes when you were working there? Yes, yes, yes. So one day uh, when I was working at Backlot Tour, we shut down the park and the park was clear. And so they, you know, maintenance was working their way through. And I was just there late. I think me and a buddy were just hanging out in the break room. And I was like, dude, let's just take the bikes out. And so we took the bikes out and started doing the, uh, the Backlot path. And I was like, Let's just go through the park. And so we just took the bikes and just rode the bikes around the park. It was awesome. Like riding down Sunset Boulevard on bicycles. Pause, pause. This is after the closing? Or yeah, yeah. This is the par- no, it's a park okay, clear. I was say, oh, bro, Jesus, you're no. a savage. <laughs> you're a savage. No, no. The yeah, par- park is clear. And so I'm just I'm cruising around, riding over by Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster on a bike. It was just so much fun. So. And you never got caught. Now, I mean, I people were like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, bye. And it's like, you know, bike away. <laughs> gotta go. But but a very I mean, important mission. Oh, no, the whole reason, I think I told you this before, Jeff. And uh, Swizzy, I know you're a big fan of the food, but take five. So oh, the reason yeah. we had bike bikes over backlot tours because the backlot tours in the corner of the park and the cafeteria for cast members was on the other side so you had a 30 minute break you had to haul butt to get over to the, the cafeteria get your chicken tenders and get back yeah and so they gave us a bike which was nice but yeah we weren't supposed to take them on stage on stage is like where guests would yeah, go sure. uh, but, yeah. uh, but yeah when the park was clear it's like screw it let's do it and so uh, yeah and then actually so the one thing that I probably could have gotten uh, terminated for, but I, it was my last day anyway. My last okay. day, I worked at Backlot Tour at the tank. So it's a big water tank. You know, it's only maybe six feet deep at the deepest point. My last shift, I got rotated out. I got my card. I was, I was about to clock out. I'm like, you know what? Hold, hold. And we had we had the next like batch of uh, guests. We had like we had uh, volunteers that would come be part of the tank show. It was a like, whole water thing. We'll we'll, talk, we'll do an episode on it someday. But I told I was like, hold the next show, and they hadn't they hadn't loaded it yet. It was just like the volunteers were there waiting, and the cast members were all there, and they're looking at me. I go, okay, cool, and I did a flip into the pool. So I just I jumped, <laughs> oh. yeah, it, and so I did a flip into the pool, and then just like slowly pulled my wet body out of the, the whole thing, drenching oh, wet, wow. smiling up a storm. Everyone who worked there knew it was my last day. Like, okay, whatever. And so I get to like the little cabana we have for the volunteers. I'm like, okay, you can load it now. And so I'm just like dr- dripping wet in my costume. And then my manager comes terrassing around the corner. He goes, I heard someone fell in. I heard someone fell in. <laughs> and I was like, and I saw him. I was like, I forget his name. But I was like, hey, no, it was just me. And he looked at me. He's like, Jack, what? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm done, man. I'm going home tomorrow. Is my, I'm finished. He goes, right. oh. he's like, go dry off. And he was just, he was like, he was upset, but he couldn't do anything. So, and I, I was relatively, I was a friendly cast member. People, people were okay with me. So that was the most extreme oh, thing I did, man. but that was, that was a blast. But yeah, that kind of stuff too. is just like, I think you have to push the envelope just a little bit. Yeah, the regular yeah. going in for eight hours. He, 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 okay. Yeah. The bathrooms are this way. You know, that gets boring. You got to spice it up yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. You got to entertain yourself when you're standing in front of a great movie ride for, you know, four hours at a time. Oh it's like, you got to do something, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. your Disney point over there. Yeah. The restrooms, the commissary lane yeah, it's down. Yeah. Go ahead. Where to eat. Yeah. Commissary lane back lot express. And then, yeah. All right. So they had one day, I'll give you guys another exclusive because this is in an upcoming video, probably in a few months, but okay. let's see if this is, a, did you have to do, actually, let me, I'll, I'll lead you in the same way I was led in. So that way you guys <laughs> have a little bit of mystery. Okay. So I was chilling in the break room one day and this guy from another section that I've never seen before walks in and he's like, all right, guys, listen, we have this very special magical event coming. Anybody ever approached you with that opener? I remember having stuff like the Disney Marathon. People were like, hey, do you want to come work and get some extra overtime hours? Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. That's exactly where I was going. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. So he came into our break room. And again, I think they probably changed this practice since then because it's kind of like trickery. But he came (laughs) and he's like, there's a special event coming. It's super magical. You got to sign up for it. And we can't tell you what it is. Uh And I'm like, what is... I want to know something, bro. Tell me, like, am I going to have to get retrained? I'm only, I only know this section. Say, no, 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 no new training. You just got to come in at 5 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> mm, I don't know, dude. This sounds like a trap. He's like, no, no, just here's the paper. If you guys want to sign up, cool. If not, you don't have to. And nobody in the break room was budging. And I'm the new kid, so I'm just like, I need to see what this is about, man. This could be like the Super Bowl coming up. And Ariana Grande could show up. I don't know. So I sign up for it show up there at like 4.30 and then I get there and everybody that got tricked is there and they're like, okay, so here's the special surprise. Hold this rope for 12 hours as for <laughs> run through with the 5K. And I was like, are you freaking kidding oh, me? 
yeah, it's the Disney Marathon is it's pretty. It's actually gotten bigger and bigger. As a matter of fact, I'm actually doing the Disney Marathon next year for the first time ever. He, he says he's Dilly. doing it. In theory, he <laughs> says he's doing it. Well, I mean, I've been training for it. You know, I've been doing my 5Ks, but I'm like, I'm turning 40 like the week before the marathon. So I'm going to be, I'm like that, you know, going to be that middle-aged white guy. Like, I'm going to live my life and try to oh, run a I marathon. See. And so uh, this is your eat, pray, love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. Running the Disney Marathon. <laughs> but yeah, but like the Disney Marathon, it's it's crazy because like Magic Kingdom, they have people lining Main Street, just cheering uh, and clapping at like uh, five in the morning. And so it sounds like Swoozy, uh, that was that was you. Oh, wait till you see the animation for this. I wasn't cheering <laughs> at all because I was doing traffic control. It was oh, all right. No. If somebody wants to cross, yeah. If somebody wants to cross, you put the rope down, and then if there's nobody running, you can lift the rope. Up and I'm like, you are kidding me. I could be home sleeping right now. <laughs> and this is what y'all tricked me into doing. So I love Jack is the real deal, y'all. The fact that this man knew just based off of that intro what was coming. That's impressive. That's impressive. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's it's it's I mean, it's pretty wild. But because the, the crazy thing is like the park's open while the marathon's still going on. So, you know, like it starts at five in the morning. Literally, like they drop the first rope at five in the morning for like the yep. the, the Peloton, basically like the, the the fast group. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. do like four or five groups at a time. So you have like the slower runners and you have seven hours to complete it. So literally you could start at 7 a.m. and not finish till noon. But, yeah. but the park's open at like 9, 10 a.m. So there's times actually Animal Kingdom is one of the last places you pass through. And so a lot of runners, if if they're slow, they'll go ride Expedition Everest and then get back on the course. So you uh, so Jack, you are going to be slow. Oh, yeah. I think oh, there's by no, no means. By no means do I think yeah, there's no, uh, no, no aspersions that you won't. So I could, in theory, show up the day you're running the marathon and throw churros at you. If you or, want to. Yeah, make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you can actually, uh, I mean, the, it, it ends around, or at least theoretically it ends around Epcot. Typically is where it has ended around Epcot. So they have places where you can go and like cheer people on. So if you want to come and throw churros at me, you can after what, I'm seven hours into this What thing. day is this? What's the? Uh, January, <laughs> January 9th. I'm going to put it on my phone. Okay. <laughs> So, oh, oh man, Swoozy, I'm excited for this video. I'm, I'm excited to see what you, you got. It's, your experience It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, the thing, too, is just like there's not a lot of black people that work there. Even now, if, black males, I should say. So yeah. even back when I worked there, it was even fewer. So I was constantly getting stopped and be like, can you, you need some help? Where are you going? And it's just like, <laughs> I'm good, bro. Especially when I went over to Magic Kingdom because I have friends who would work there. So and I don't know how to navigate the tunnels at all. You've been in the tunnels, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I went there once to go to uh, get some food, and that was about it. Okay, so for anybody listening that doesn't know, essentially, Magic Kingdom in Orlando is on the second floor. Everything you're walking around and you're going on rides, you're on the second floor because there's a whole underground metropolis, and yeah. they call them the tunnels. Oh, so mm-hmm. I don't know how to navigate. I'm I'm working at Hollywood Studios, so I'm just like, all right, I'm walking around like, uh. Where does this take me? And you'll pop up like in a shell of a building. Like you'll go up the stairs, open a door, and on the outside, that's like the guest area, but it's like Mary Poppins' house, but you pop <laughs> open her door. You know, it's like those kind of little speakeasy situations. Yeah. So I'm always walking around the tunnels and people are constantly stopping, especially security. Security is always chasing me down uh, just because they thought that I was either sneaking around or didn't belong there or a lost guest. I was the employee that would clock out and just hang out at Disney for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Regularly. So, yeah, no, I mean, I have a lot of those stories dealing with security. Uh, one security lady tried to ban me from walking around the tunnel because I looked too suspicious. And I'm just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, you're looking at my ID. You yeah. know I work here. I can go to Disneyland Paris if I wanted to with this ID. You know, it's just like a lot of that. But at the same time, they didn't like that the suspicion rose up. And then I'm just like, actually, I do work here. Like, calm down. Yeah. But so much has changed since. Then, I mean, we have things like, have you heard of Disney gangs now? Disney gangs? No. Oh, this is great. Oh, this no. is great. Okay. So it's a little bit more prevalent on the West Coast. I'd never seen a single Disney gang in Orlando. Granted, I'm not saying there isn't, but the grown men who want to feel a part, you know, like they can't uh-huh. do, they don't want to do the stickers or they don't want to do the cosplay fully. What they'll do is, you know what, guys? Let's just start a gang. And they have rival gangs. So they'll have like Toy Story area, Toy Story Mania. That'll be like their turf. So I'll decide, (laughs) me and my boys, we are the Toy Story riders. And then we'll all get leather jackets or jean jackets and then get our logo printed on the back. And we'll just hang out at Disney in our section all day. Oh, my God. And then you and your boys will decide, you know what? Well, we are cars 
we're cars land. And then y'all <laughs> will have, you know, the cars riders or whatever you want to call yourself tattooed or printed on your jean jackets. So when you're going to Anaheim, be on the lookout for the jackets that everybody's wearing, like about eight or nine dudes all walking around. Those are the Disney gangs. Oh my and gosh. I know Disney was kind of starting to downplay it because they get bored just walking around in their jackets. So they would have initiations. <laughs> so they would say stuff like, okay, bring us, cut a cue rope from this ride and bring it back to us. That's your initiation. <laughs> When they, it started getting to that level, yeah, it started getting to that level, and Disney was just like, "Okay, we got to shut this stuff down." Yeah, this is actually that they got to stamp that in the bud immediately. That's how MS13 yeah. got started. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how I got started. MS13 got started that same way. So, yeah, yeah you got to be careful. God. Oh man! So yeah, there's that. There's a whole Disney gang situation going on. I'm pretty positive by now. It probably has hit Florida. Uh, I haven't done any research on it, but I remember when I was, you know, a little bit before COVID and all that, and I was going to the parks more regularly, I would see all these guys wearing these jean jackets and ask my friends, like, what is going on? It's like, oh, it's the gangs. It's the and I'm gangs. Like, Ooh. Oh, my God. You have my interest. Please go on. I got to check this out, man. We got to get out to Anaheim Yeah, soon. I want to see if it gets, hopefully it'll get big enough someday where they could have multiple gangs at the same section, like the Tomaters versus the Lightning McQueens, <laughs> you know? Think about it, though. Yeah. Because you're going to be like, wait, we're, we were here first and we're the better gang. He's like, no, no, well, we're here. Like, how do you settle that beef? Oh, my Dude, that, in a Disney way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a, with song and dance. Yeah, it's a lot of dancing, yeah, a lot, lot of yeah. West Side story up in here. Oh, a dance off or trivia. I'm trying to think, like, what's the shadiest thing I did? I did steal a uh, a light rod. So uh, the Osborne spectacle of lights is when they like would cover like it was like the, the streets of the Americas. They would cover it in Christmas lights. And uh -huh. when I was working back lot, when we would shut down, they would just have us work extended hours and work over there. So basically, it was like us just like telling people, keep moving, keep moving. But they had like these lightsaber style like batons with lights in them. Oh, yes. And they I were the coolest things. About. And like, I know what you're talking about. I was just like, this thing is so awesome. And then one day I, I had my giant bag. So you would go to costuming and they would give you like five pairs of like pants and your shirts mm -hmm. and you would never do laundry you would just hand it off to them they would take care of it but you get this mm -hmm. big like laundry bag and this one day i'm like i'm gonna try it and i just took one of those batons and i put it in my bag way at the bottom and then walked out to work one day and like security's glancing it was like all right you're good and i got i walked out with uh, a wow. light baton so i think my dad still has it my dad loves it <laughs> so. So, okay then let's let's take another step what's the craziest <laughs> story that you've heard from one of your coworkers? Oh man, um, I, I know a lot of people. When when Movie Ride was shutting down, a lot of people mm -hmm. walked with various props and stuff from that. I see. I, I don't want to name any names, but I definitely know like a bunch of like gangster costumes and and bandit costumes Ooh. made it out. Um, you know, get so. to the juicy stuff now. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean. I can't think of anything too crazy. A lot of the crazy stuff I heard was primarily just like hookup stories, especially at Vista. Oh, you know? in that case. Oh, yeah. I got some of those stories, too. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, we should have a whole hookup episode. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of thirsty college kids at, uh, at Disney. That's the thing, too. It's just like, you know, in Vista, they had like two beds to a room. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's just like I was at Chatham. So it was, it was eight of us in a four bedroom apartment. And so, uh, yeah, it was me and Jersey shared a room. His name was Jay, but we called him Jersey. So we had, we had Jersey, Utah, Mike, Big Mike, and then uh, Zach. I forget all of them. We're not going to know these. I, no, I well, I'm, you know, I'm still <laughs> friends with Jersey. He, he moved back to Jersey. Actually, he moved to Orlando. So many college program kids come to Orlando, have a blast, and end up just living in Orlando and working for Disney for a couple of years yeah. and then realize, like, yeah. oh, I can't live off $7 an hour. For you know the rest of my life, and then they and end that's the next part, man. The pay, oh my goodness, how like how do yeah. they? I think they're preying on our love for Disney. They know like they want to work here so bad we could pay them pennies, and we do. We want to work there. So I mean, just I I remember it's not even paycheck to paycheck. It's it's a whole another definition of what we had to do. I've always wanted to kind of get onto the college program side of thing, and I know with you guys, you were paying out of check no matter what, like. Before you even get your paycheck, they take the money out for your living. For yeah, cost of living it's like a company store. Yeah, it was like a yeah. stipend yeah. came out. Yeah, it was, like, but it was like fifty bucks a week to live there. But it was like you know they paid for everything, so it was like your electricity. There was no the water bill. It was nothing like that. It was just like they just take out two hundred bucks a month, and you can live on Disney property and have no responsibility. It was good times back then. Mm. When have I was you seen the stupid. new Flamingo Crossing? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it though. Is it nice? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> 
This is the nicest apartment I've ever seen in my life. Forget like just for Disney. Oof. This thing, the gym, oh my, it's it's words cannot describe. Oh man. They have two massive pools, both with lazy rivers in them. What? What? Uh yes. Yes. Wow. And there's huge screens, like outdoor screens that are like almost like they're a story and a half big. Like so you can literally sit from your room and overlook the pool and watch whatever's playing on the TV. And it's usually like a free form or the Simpsons or one of Disney's newly acquired properties. So, you know, when you walk by, Star Wars might be playing, the Simpsons might be playing, Pixar might be playing. It is like, I didn't want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I got the invite because the community manager there, you know, has loved my stuff for years. So he DM'd me. He was just like, here's the invite. Come through. I got there so fast, and it is, just, it is the <laughs> nicest facility I have ever seen in my life. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, this. Yeah, I, I would love to just sit down and talk to you about your experience working with college program kids because I was on the other side of that, and you know. But I think we've kept you long enough, Swoozy. Seriously, thank yes, you, sir. thank you so much for joining me today. If people want to check you out online and see all your amazing content, where do they go? Just YouTube, YouTube.com/swoozy. S W O Z I E. You can find everything else through that page. Absolutely. If you go there, check out. He's got a, he's got a playlist of all his Disney stuff that you should go. And you've got a new episode coming out soon. You gave us a little tease for, so that's pretty rad. Oh yes, you guys got the exclusive on that one. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> well, dude, I'd love to have you back at some point in the future and just talk more because I figured like we could just go on and on and on about. Your yeah. experiences there. I, f- in the I feel like you guys just scratched the surface <laughs> of where you could go. Can, with this. can you tell what it's like when two, like, you know, people no, who I know can't. this it's stuff been... work? Like, this is like lightning happens. Yeah, no, it's been fun to sit and watch for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, we, we, after we stop recording, we have I have a little bit more to chat about, but you know, <laughs> we can't let them hear it. This is some, it's behind the scene, behind <laughs> the scene. Little little night only chat. Nice, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, sir, thank you very much for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. And you take care, right? Thanks for having me, man. All right. Thanks, dude. Bye-bye. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was a lot of fun. Jeff, I could talk with this guy for a long, long time. You had to kind of run a bit early, so we had to sort of hustle through it. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you, since that episode, we, uh, we actually had to leave. We're recording this last bit later. You left. Him and I ended up talking for another 20 minutes offline. He was a really interesting, very personable dude yeah. uh, and a good storyteller. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. since we recorded this, I talked to him a bit more and he mentioned that he's been to Club 33, which I've always wanted to go to. And he's 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 done some cool stuff and we'll absolutely get him back on a future episode. So thank you again, Swoozy. Check him out on YouTube. And uh, yeah. But anyway, before we wrap up the episode, Jeff, we've got to do some Q&A. Because let's do it. that's part of the show, because we love doing the, the feedback, the interactive stuff with our audience back and forth. So let's do some Q&A. Again, these are pulled from Rooster Teeth. These are actually from the Master Blaster episode. These questions are from the Master Blaster episode, which was the, the one down in Schlitterbahn in South Texas, or South Central Texas, I guess. I've got a question here from Omega, Omega Us, Omega Us 492. I look forward to Jack yelling, Jeff! Before going on <laughs> before going on the ride every week. Well, thank you very much for that. It's not a question, but I just love that comment. Thank you very much, Omega. I appreciate you. D Loser says, I know Texans like bragging about size, but I can find literally no documentation anywhere supporting Schlitterbahn as the largest water park, even in just the U.S. at any point in history. Wow. All right. Them's fighting words, D Loser. The recognized largest water park in America is Noah's Ark in Wisconsin Dells, and neither of those compare in size to several in the Florida slash Caribbean slash elsewhere in terms of annual attendance. All right, D loser, he's, he's thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> so, so what? What? Uh, how are you? How do you respond to that, Jack? I don't know because I mean, like Schlitterbahn has always been known as like you know the Travel Channel says like the best water park on the planet, and I always knew it as the biggest water park in America. Same, same. And so uh, I don't know if we've been lied to all this time or what, but uh, yeah, them's fighting words. You come at us, you better you know you take a shot, you better take down the king. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, Eridinus says, you guys have to come to Edmonton for the West Edmonton Water Park and Galaxyland. Yes, we will. <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know, we, every time someone's Be like, there next week. If everyone's like, you should come here. It's like, yes, we'd love to. Yes, like, of that's, course. There's no question. And so I didn't know Edmonton had a an Edmonton Water Park and Galaxyland. So uh, very excited to explore it, though. Eridinus, uh, absolutely. We'll go check it out. This one, you'll appreciate this one, Jeff. Looking forward. Voyagers Borg 47 says, also, how dare you, Jack, as a native <laughs> of Central Texas, mispronounce both New Braunfels and Comal in the same sentence? 
Your Texan card is hereby been revoked. Sincerely, a native of New Braunfels. So I guess you, you say New Braunfels. I, 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 I hear I, you say it all the time. Yeah, I, I've, I might say that a little bit. I, I think I said Comal or Comal instead of Comal. Is it Comal or Comal? Comal River. Comal. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I guess I said New Braunfels instead of New Braunfels. Well, it's just one of those cute little foibles that you have. I know. I, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I have quite a few things like that that if you listen to me, you're going to hear it, yeah. hear me say certain things over and over again and drive you nuts. It's so. part of the fabric of Jack. <laughs> and our last question here, Snipper16 says, when it comes to rides, wait times can be a major deal breaker. What impacts your decision whether to wait it out or go find another ride? Do you have a limit? Like you see a number and you're like, no, nah, not doing in this one? Uh, no. No? No, I don't think so. So you see like 120 minutes. You're like, all right, here we go. I don't care, man. I'm down for it. Whatever. That's nothing for me. Really? Okay. I'll do 20 hours. I don't care. Man, I... No, I bet... Th- honestly, like eight minutes? Wait, what? <laughs> you're, you're all over the place. I don't have a lot of patience. So, wait, okay, so you, you'll walk away if it says more than eight minutes. Uh, it depends on if I'm with you or not. Because I force you to go? Yeah. I think an hour for me is kind of like, that's the cap. That's a long if, time. if it's over 60 minutes, it's also, if you're with friends, it seems to go quicker. Mm. And also depending on the queue as well. Like, if it's a cool queue and you know, like one you can see stuff, like like Ben and I, we went to the Velocicoaster and we waited like 45 minutes for it. But the queue was awesome because it starts outside and you see like the big top hat coming mm-hmm. down next to you. And then when you get in, it's like Mr. DNA talking to you, and there's these cool lights. And then further in, you can see like the second launch tunnels right next to you, and there's velociraptors. And it's it feels like it goes really quick because there's a lot of stuff to look at. So I think for me though, an hour is about the top. Like I don't, I don't know if I'll wait more than an hour for something. So okay, that's my go-to. But you eight minutes, eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now is the point of the show where I usually ask a question of the audience and then you guys answer. The question I asked during the Master Blaster episode was, do you prefer tube rides or body slides? So, Jeff, do you know the difference between a tube ride and a body slide? Uh, I assume a tube ride, you're in a tube. In a body slide, you're probably holding on to like a, a mat or something and sliding. No, no, a body slide, you just slide down with nothing. Just nothing? Yeah. You're just, just on like, your body? You, yeah. You, you lay down on a chute and you go. Okay. You usually cross your feet and then you yeah. know, cross your arms and you go sliding down. So, but you're right about the tube thing. You sit on a tube. So, uh, I think tube sounds more dangerous. Tube feels like you go faster. Yeah. Like you and feel you can like, bounce off of it. Exactly. Die. Yeah, I like that. Or you can like tumble, like you can mm-hmm. get up on a side and then flip over and then you're just like on your face with a tube on your back. Tumble That's tubes. Not yeah. good. Wolf Life says, answer tube slides. When I was younger, I loved the body slides at local pools, but anymore, I like the tube rides because you can often ride those with friends while body slides are usually individuals only. That's true. Also, tubes can go, you you can spin and go backwards. That's true. That's yeah. that, And then it's just like, then you're just looking at your feet as you're uh, sailing headfirst into something. Yeah. Badger Me Baby says, easily tube slides. I've ridden enough lower quality body slides that scratch my back the whole way down. Ooh. Now avoid body slides altogether. Mm. Lol. Yeah, that's, that is my, the thing that gets me nervous because I'm a bigger dude, so I've got some weight on me. So sliding on your back down something, that's, uh, it hurts. It could be very, very painful. <laughs> Let's see here. Ar- Arwina? 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 Arwina 25. I have to lean towards tube slides. I've encountered some old body slides, and you could feel yourself go over every joint on the slide, and it's not comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Rihanna, or Rihanna, okay. Ryan Nicole, that's it. Or Ryan Nicole, 17. Tube slides. I just picture a bad animation of hitting a slight curve and a body slide and going flying off the side instead of continuing down the slide. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Absol- absolutely scary. DJC says body slides for sure. Usually the slides are in pairs. So as a person who is pretty competitive, I love racing someone else down those slides to see who wins. And with body <laughs> slides, you have more control over how fast or slow you go down. That is true. So Ben and I, when we went to uh, Schlitterbahn, we actually went down. There's a, it's called the Durban. It's three like slides side by side by side, and you get a race next to each other. And it, you know you try to gun it and see how fast you go. Mm-hmm. And the the lifeguard at the bottom's like, oh, he won. And Ben kicked my butt. Oh yeah, he did. Congratulations. Scratch the heck out of my back there. <laughs> <laughs> Overpaid God says my personal favorite is the body ride. When I was a kid, my family would go to Splish Splash on Long Island. Great name. And my uncle taught me to arch your back up so you ride on your shoulder blades and heels for the fastest ride. I will never forget racing my friends after that and flying by them on these body slides. Ow! So, okay, they're, so they're arching themselves off the slide where it's just their heels and shoulder blades? I guess. So your butt and legs and back aren't actually touching it? I guess. Oh, that sounds like... I would be so nervous that your heel would catch something. It's like advanced planking. <laughs> it's reverse planking. Yeah. 
Man, because that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on just like two points, essentially. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. three, I guess. Oh, anyway. And our winner for this week that I will reach out to is The Stash, who says, Body slides, baby. <laughs> There's an inherent rush of adrenaline and danger, feeling the slippery smoothness of the slide against your skin, going all whoosh and wee down the entire length. Yeah. A lot of onomatopoeia in that one. That's hey, a good yeah. one. The Stash, congratulations. I'll reach out to you via email, and uh, we'll, we'll send you out an autographed theme park map. Maybe I'll send you a Schlitterbahn one. I got some of those, too. So, Anyway, our question this week that, you know, following up on Swoozy, says, if you could work anywhere at Disney, where would you work? If you could pick any place at Disney, specifically Disney, where would you work, and what would you do? I guess I would I would be the president of Disney and I would work in his office or her office, their <laughs> office. You'd be Bob Chapek. Yeah, there you go. Getting everyone mad at you right now. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to do. I love doing live shows. So mm-hmm. doing something like Jungle Cruise, I think would be awesome. Like, You'd be good at Jungle Cruise. I, I, I would dig that. You know, any any time you could have those live performances, those are a blast. Or, you know, they don't have like a backlot tour anymore. Unfortunately, it's not a lot of hosted shows. Mm. You know, it really uh, Jungle Cruise and. I guess the Kilimanjaro Safaris, they have that as well. It's automation killing the uh, the manual jobs. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, mm-hmm. other, other than it's those technology. two. Passholders. If, if you can remind me, if you can think of anything else. I guess, no, Living with the Land is all automated. I, there's a behind-the-seeds Even the the, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room, those are robot birds now. They're not people in suits anymore. <laughs> just, just sitting above you the whole time. Yeah. So anyway, if you could work anywhere at Disney, where would you work? Answer over on Rooster Teeth. Leave a comment over there with your answer, and uh, I'll randomly select some people. We'll answer in a few weeks. So uh, thank you again, everyone. So, Jeff, that's going to do it this week. Great episode, Jack. Good episode. Swoozy was a lot of fun having him yeah, on. We'll, nice we'll absolutely have him back at some point in the future. Yeah, and if you like hearing interview episodes, like uh, let us know, because I really enjoy doing that. It's, it's a fun change of pace for us. It is. And um, it's a blast. And hopefully when we do live shows, we can actually bring out guests as well, like to a live show. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. Someone mentioned recently that we should talk with uh, Rocco and Kevin from Mega64, because they're huge mm, Disneyland guys. Not sure I'm familiar with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, we already promised. We promised Sean yeah. uh, from Mega64 Sean Sheffield. that we would go to their uh, – they have game days at yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. We, we, we said we would do it on an episode of uh, Keeping the Lights On, which is the show you and I used to do together. Oh, that's true. We did do that, yeah. didn't we? So I don't know when they're doing their game days. I don't think they're doing it this year, but maybe next Next year, we'll go out and hang out with those guys. to go see them. Anyway, uh, thank you again, everyone. Please spread the word about Annual Pass. Make sure to grab some Annual Pass merch as well in the store, store store.roosterteeth.com. Follow us on social media, annual underscore pass on Twitter, Instagram. Also, check out our YouTube channel. I don't know if there's anything up there yet, but subscribe now for when content is there, youtube.com slash annual pass. And uh, yeah, and please tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show. We really love doing the show, and I think it has a fun energy to it that you don't really hear a lot. Like or at least this style of energy, you don't hear a lot at mm-hmm. Rooster Teeth. So. Absolutely. So tell your friends about it. Please spread the word because that's how podcasts get bigger, and we want to do more cool stuff. So thank you very much. So Jeff, do you feel like you learned anything today? I learned a ton today. That's good. I'm very very proud of you. I'm glad you were paying attention. Thanks, man. I, no, I learned a lot <laughs> about uh, I learned a lot about the living conditions when you work at Disney on the oh. program. I learned about I know which I know which one of the uh, apartment complexes I'd want to be in. Uh, Vista what what uh, Vista Way Vista Way that's what it's called. Uh, well, apparently, they're all changing. Yeah, now. it's I, all I, different now. I had a lot of people when we did our, our community meetup. We had the passholder meetup in Florida when we yeah. were down there. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's, there's like this new thing where like everyone's been moved to." I didn't even know anymore. I, le- I learned about the tunnels under mm-hmm. that uh, people move around in. Uh, you, I don't think you and I ever discussed those until Susie talked about it. Yeah, yeah, well, the, uh, hey, tons of stuff. Lots of lots of stuff. So anyway, thank you again. We'll have Susie on in a future episode. Check out his channel, YouTube.com/slash Susie. And uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode of Annual Pass. You guys are the absolute best. Leave a comment, leave a like, do all that stuff. Uh, all those things are good for us. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe, take care of yourselves, and I love you. Bye. Bye.